95.1 The Peak. It is Talk of the Town with John and Melanie. And we're heading to a high of 22 today for your Friday, mainly sunny skies. We're sitting at 13. He is our member of Provincial Parliament. We say hello to Brian Saunderson. Brian, great to have you. Uh, how are things? Uh, you, you've been in the riding a little bit, but it's back to Toronto soon. Yes, starting Monday, John will be back in session. And uh, it's been it's been a busy summer, that's for sure, and uh, lots on the go, and we have lots on the agenda for the upcoming fall. Uh, let's get right into something that Mel had in the news today. Uh, you know, as former mayor of Collingwood during our judicial inquiry, you were certainly championing looking into, if not illegal, at least underhanded or inappropriate dealings uh, with the government. This, in that case, it was municipal resources. Uh, is he, are you having a bit of a flashback watching the Ontario government and the handling of the green belt and some of your colleagues under the gun? Uh, well, uh, you know, I can't speak to the individual um, uh, MPPs. Uh, they've made their choices. And uh, most recently, uh, Minister Rashid uh, stepped away uh, both from his uh, from cabinet and from caucus in order to deal with um the uh, allegations against him, and uh, and so that will be uh, be for Rashid to deal with. Um, but uh, you know, I think uh, the integrity and transparency of government is always an issue. It's uh, there's always room for improvement, and clearly uh, the decisions about the green belt were not done properly. They were rushed, and uh, and there's uh, allegations uh, that there was outside interests at play. So uh, we we were just at a retreat in uh, Niagara Falls, and caucus had a very uh, frank discussion with the premier about uh, about this issue, and uh, and as a result, he sat down with cabinet and yesterday made the announcement that we're not going into the green belt. Um, you know, when the, the, all of all the factual issues aside, and the state of the environment in Ontario, which is actually quite good, the auditor general released a report this past May, found that we've reduced our greenhouse gas emissions from our 2005 levels by 27 percent, and the goal is to reduce by 30 percent by 2030. And once we electrify our uh, steel manufacturing in Hamilton and the Sioux, and once we get our new uh, nuclear reactor, small modular nuclear reactor up and running in uh, Clarington in end of 2026, uh, that will power 300,000 homes. So we're going to we're going to surpass our 30 percent target uh, by a lot under this government, and uh, we just felt that uh, with everything at, at play, uh, we needed to refocus, and we needed to show the people of Ontario that when we make a promise, we, a promise, we mean it. We'll keep it, and uh, and we've got a lot of work to do. So we didn't want any distractions from the, our agenda. Do you think the Auditor General and the Integrity Commissioner's findings and their report over the handling of this, I mean, certainly impacted the decision to reverse your decision on that. Uh, do you think that there should be, not unlike the judicial inquiry we had here, should there be further steps to find, you know, to find out where these holes were and, and to close these gaps? Well, uh, John, you know, I think... It, there's a lot of misconceptions about the Greenbelt. They're not publicly owned lands. They're privately held lands. And, uh, uh, you know, I think the, the way the decision was made, uh, we know there was flaws. Um, the, integrity, or the Auditor General was quite clear about what she felt the shortcomings were. 
uh, and the integrity commissioner fulfilled his job in terms of finding out, uh, looking into whether or not um, an individual member breached their obligations to Parliament. And the matter has been referred first to the LPP and now to the RCMP. So I think we have a pretty clear understanding of what happened, um, you know, and uh, when we had the integrity or the judicial choir in Collingwood, uh, there was actual uh, funds that were paid to the mayor's brother. We know that, and we know that uh, based on Justice Morocco's findings, that of the total price of the sprung structures, uh, 6.5% was built into that as a success fee for the mayor's brother. So, you know, I think there's there are quantitative differences there uh, between the two, but I think with the information we have from the Auditor General's report and from the Integrity Commissioner and with the ongoing police investigation, you know, I think the bases are being covered there. Mm-hmm. Now, as you're heading back, uh, back down to the city, back to, to the table, even, you know, you've had a, a little break, but not, not necessarily. Things not are necessarily still busy. Break, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and with, you know, with these findings and just the change with the green belt, and you're saying there's some restructuring happening, and do you think that um, some of the goals or the, the, um, the, agendas that you had prior to this are going to change or or is that restructuring just kind of where you're going to allocate more of the resources to no i I don't think our priorities are changing uh we think the housing crisis is uh is the dominant issue and i think uh, you know with affordability uh, and the housing crisis uh, we're going to see more vulnerable people at risk we're going to probably see um, more people struggling to find uh, appropriate housing and and safe housing. And I think that's going to be a very, very dramatic issue moving forward. So that remains our priority. We're working with municipalities, we're working with the federal government, and we're working with the private sector. And, uh, and I know that there's actually a number of people in our riding who have great ideas uh, for, uh, for affordable housing, for modular homes, and uh, and this government intends to uh, to listen and work with our residents to make sure that we're we're covering all the bases to to tackle this uh, crisis, housing crisis. As I know, you know, Brian Collingwood is uh, challenged with uh, some water issues. Uh, we are we're looking at a restructuring and a rebuild of an expansion of our water services in town, which is. Uh, you know, even when you were uh, mayor, was was causing some stress on terms of development and all that. Uh, recently, council found out that the bill on that is going to be almost twice what they expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the mayor, uh, Yvonne Hamlin, said that she's going to probably be reaching out to the province for some support on that. It, it, do you think that's feasible? Do you think the province will step in and, and help uh, the municipality? That discussion's ongoing, and I've certainly spoken with Mayor Hamlin and uh, CAO Skinner, as well as Mayor Norcross and uh, CAO Pakin down in uh, um, uh, New Tecumseh. Mm-hmm. But we're seeing, as well, uh, other pinch points in uh, in Simcoe County and in Simcoe Gray, the riding of Simcoe Gray. So I've had conversations with uh, Minister uh, King Serma, Infrastructure Ontario, and it was a topic of a discussion at our... Uh, um, caucus retreat as well. So uh, the province is definitely aware of this. We're seeing this across the board. 
and uh, and I think the biggest speed bumps for for proper uh, planned development in in our region is going to be uh, infrastructure pinch points, whether it be water or wastewater. Right. And we're seeing organically these kind of linkages forming between different communities. Collingwood's been sending water down to Alliston since the late 1990s. Uh, Clearview sends wastewater to Wasega Beach. Um, and New Bradford, West Glenbury is going to be getting water from Innisfil or through Innisfil from uh, Lake Simcoe. So I think we're organically we're seeing these connections um, uh, arise as municipalities work together. And I think you know that uh, regional lens on these big infrastructure projects is is a good thing to make sure that a the municipalities are maximizing uh, efficiencies and return on taxpayers' investments. And uh, and so I think the biggest speed bumps are making sure that we we smooth out these uh, infrastructure pinch points to assist the municipalities in growing. Brian, before you head back to Toronto and uh, get ready for Queens Park, uh, you're going to wrap up your fall fair tour. You've you've had a busy summer event attending events, and this fall you've been at many fall fairs. And tonight it's the Great Northern Exhibition. Hey, and I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, fall season, uh, you know, as you get uh, everyone goes back to work and back to school. Uh, I think fall fairs help to soften the blow of reentry to reality. But uh, uh, it's a great thing. I was down in Beaton last week. It's the 167th uh, year, so that makes them one of the longest ongoing uh, festivals. Uh, certainly, the GNE has a long and proud history going back to the early 1850s. And, uh, you know, it's just a wonderful thing to, to see the communities out. And uh, it does celebrate our agricultural roots. Uh, our agriculture is really was the first entrepreneurs in Ontario. And uh, today it's, it's uh, one of our biggest uh, single economic engines uh, for, uh, for revenue. It's about $44 billion uh, in GDP uh, last year. And about one in ten jobs across the province, and certainly higher than that in Simcoe Gray, are connected to agriculture. So it's a great way to celebrate our roots and to get out and have fun. Looks like the province is going to be supporting the Heronia West OPP, uh, specifically in Wasaga Beach, with uh, over $29,000 worth of support for uh, closed-circuit camera uh, TV upgrades. Uh, this is kind of important. Yeah, it's, it's very important, and uh, I think this is part of the guns and gangs. Uh, so we've seen, uh, certainly when I was mayor, we saw, uh, we got a grant here in Collingwood as well for our detachment on the uh, closer TV for guns and gangs, um, because we're seeing uh, the guns and gangs growing. It's uh, uh, They come up to town, they bring with them drugs, uh, they bring handguns, and they bring a lot of cash. And so... Uh, making sure that we're monitoring them, and uh, when they get into our community, we have to track them down, and this is a great way to monitor them, and I know it was a big success in Collingwood, so uh, it's important that we, we get that even-handed uh, application uh, across across the region. Brian Saunderson is our Simcoe Gray MPP. Thanks for joining us on Talk of the Town. Well, thank you very much, both of you, and have a great day.